0: This message is part of the teaching provided by House on the Rock Fellowship, a church caring for the Miami Valley region. Before you listen, be sure to access the notes in the download section of the message page. Have a Bible ready. Thank you for being our guest.
1: Welcome. What a beautiful day it is. I had coffee cake, and I'm hyper. About halfway through, I'm going to crash, and it's going to get super boring. Just kidding. (laughs) Hopefully not. Speaking of, today we're talking about communication. Yay! Communicate. Uh, And planet Earth is a communication destination. Isn't it? Yeah? Yeah. Everything's communication. Planet Earth. Interesting place. Interesting people. Paul told me I couldn't hold my pen this Message. I did last one. and I was going like this. So I'm without a safety mechanism in my hands. And I don't know what to do with my hands when I communicate. So things are going to get weird probably. Anyway, uh, I'm glad you're here. Communication. Been interesting to study it more. Part of what we're doing at work is we're doing some uh, uh, stuff in factories and communication there. And uh, because of that, we're communicating an idea in an environment to a group of people that we can't hear us. It's loud all the time. It's loud. They can't hear anything. So it, it's, hard to, it's hard to communicate any idea. And uh, so a lot of what we're doing is visual stuff, things like that. Uh, but looking at uh, communication from that perspective, how do we do that effectively? Um, and it got me to realize how deep it is. It's very deep. Very deep. Think of the moment you were born. Communication started coming in. Right? What is this? What's that? What's this? What's that? How do I call this? And why is that in relationship to that? And that in relationship to that? And me in relationship to you? And us in relationship to God? It's all communication. Right? It's our life that we live. We're interesting creatures. A few things I've noticed recently. Uh, a few billionaires have flown to outer space, right? Amazing. But why do you want to leave? This is the only place where you can breathe air. And we're leaving, right? I think God's like, what are they doing? Why would you do that? You know? The Olympics are interesting. It's like all these survival techniques grouped together into like a competition. Like swimming is to stay alive, right? Who can stay alive the fastest? Let's see, right? It's really interesting if you really think about things. The communication's no different. Uh, we're always trying to figure out how to communicate a need, a want, a desire. Sometimes it's an idea. Sometimes the communication is to persuade. And sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we get it wrong, right? you think of a time when you got it wrong, he communicated, and it, it didn't go well. Uh, one time I can think of was um, Aaron was, I think, about eight months pregnant with Carmen, our oldest daughter, who's 12 now. She was pregnant. This was 12 years ago. I was a different dog back then, I, you know, uh, for better or for worse. Um, Aaron's 12, or not 12 months pregnant, eight months pregnant, Carmen's 12. Anyway, we're at JCPenney. Aaron had this... Uh, and she is pregnant now, by the way. She's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. Very exciting. And it's, it's a boy. Little me. So exciting. All right. So anyway, that's exciting. But I'm not going to make this mistake this time as I did the same mistake this time. But we went shopping at JCPenney. And ladies, you, can, you, don't, you don't go shopping for clothes when you're eight months pregnant, right? Well, you do if you have like a 30% off coupon. So, Aaron, I went with her, JCPenney, she's trying stuff on, and it's not going well, as you can imagine. Not going well. Well, she went up, she found everything she wanted, goes up to the thing, and her coupon was expired. All that, like, uh, trauma from trying things on. She, She started crying. She just started crying. And I was like, why is she crying? This makes no sense. So we were walking. We, we, she's still crying as we're walking out. And I'm like, what is in the world? I don't know what to do. I was trying to help, trying to figure out why she was crying. And I asked her, are you crying because you're, you're ugly or? <laughs> Oopsie. She said, I wasn't, but I am now. <laughs> we get it wrong. We get it wrong. And that story will be with me my whole life. Right? As a constant reminder. (laughs) So communicating is one part outward, right? But it's another part inward. Uh, Those words that I said to her that I screwed up, I wouldn't have said, right? Had they not been put in me first. I heard them somewhere, I learned them. But it can still go wrong. There's some advertisements uh, that don't really communicate what they're supposed to. First one is uh, this guy has a billboard. It says, trust me, I'm a lawyer. My dogs do, right? Like, uh, his phone number's covered up by weeds and stuff. I don't know. Probably doesn't matter. Anyway, next guy is a, uh, finally, healthcare you can afford. It's a doctor? Cool. No, it's carpet. Uh, carpet RX of Louisville. Uh, you know, free refills for life of your bottle spot remover this is a mortgage ad. How to play dominoes. Which is good. I called them because I've always wanted my mortgage provider to know how dominoes works. That's really important. Right? And then with the last one. Here's here's an ad. You know, guy just thought he put an ad in the paper. Handsome rake. Out of work, leaf raker, bagger. Seeks a whimsical beauty with unkempt auburn or chestnut hair. Cool with coarse hands and a penchant for whistling. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Words, communication, they communicate something, right? They communicate something. And every aspect of life is shaped by communication. If you have your notes, that's the first fill-in on, on your notes section. It's nearly aspect. Nearly every aspect of life is shaped by communication. I couldn't really think of a time when it's not. Couldn't. Uh, The time I thought of was when I'm sleeping. I thought, well, maybe then. I am not getting. There is in the world, but I'm not. But then I thought, well, yeah, I have dreams. That's not true either. Everything is communicating. It's our past. It's our present. And the future is all linked together all linked together. Webster's Dictionary, which I always thought was like, that's where communication starts, right? Those are all the words we use. It's really about this much of communication, but Webster's defines communication as to transmit or to impart. So Webster's defines it more going outward from Me or a human being or something outwardly. It also originates from the Latin communis, which means to make common. We homeschool and I'm learning Latin this year, which is exciting. Right. Don't know anything about Latin. However, I am excited to learn a lot more nuances of definitions and things about words what they mean. But communication is a process linking discontinuous parts of the living world together. Makes sense. It links. Without communication, everything's just abstract, kind of out there, with no real linking system or purpose. So we use it. It's a gift. I would say it's a gift. I would say. Even animal, we have two guinea pigs Jeff and Jerry. Uh, We would take them to the fair, but I don't think they'd win anything at all. Uh, But we have two guinea pigs, and they communicate all the time. They're always communicating weirdly uh, in weird ways. But they communicate. Everything communicates. Every sign, symbol, nuance, word, gesture, sensory data combine to initiate thought. And our thoughts are what communication both transfers from and to. Have I ever communicated anything without a thought? Probably not. But then I think deeper. Yeah, I probably have. Think about what communicates. On my way here, I went by a house. I went by a lot of houses, but I went by a house. that had a a sign out front. Uh, It was a political sign of some sort. Didn't really look, but it was a political sign. So, I could say they're communicating what they think is right that way. Some people have a flag hanging that communicates. If your weeds are high, does that communicate? We certainly think it does, right? If I have weeds high, they're going to think I don't care. Right? It communicates. The way I walked up here communicates. You something. What we wear communicates something. Everything communicates. Uh, when I walk up here quickly and you realize, you think, uh, oh, his jeans are weird. I don't know. He's, he's different. Uh, why isn't he wearing a tie? Uh, like, everything communicates, right? Consciously or subconsciously sometimes, but it shapes our world. And just like us, it's flawed. Just like us, it's flawed. Just like me going shopping. With Aaron. It's flawed. Right? Definitely flawed. But is it important? Is it important? I think that's a good question. To us Christians. Is it important? Yeah. I'd say it's important. I'd say it's important in a lot of ways. <clears throat> I guess, where would we rank it as far as importance goes in our life? If you think about communication, you know, where does God go? Where does communication go? Would I know God without it? And is it a tool, you know, it's an interesting thing. I'm not trying to put it all on its own, but um, it certainly has something we have to pay attention to. That's one thing I noticed when I started digging into communication when I'm talking about it today, is it's way deeper than what we think way deeper. And we're going to learn from in three different ways this morning. We're going to learn that we should care. That we should do it. (laughs) Directly from friend James. Then we're going to learn the story. We're going to learn why it's important. And why to know the story. And then we're going to learn how. And acts. We're going to journey through that this morning and communicate uh, that so let me pray real quick and then we're going to get into the word and, um, and see where that takes us this morning. Father God, thank you for being here in this place this morning. Thank you for being within us. Thank you for the spirit of truth that informs us, informs our thoughts, our actions, things we say, do, think. Thank you for the gift of Jesus, death on the cross, it saves us. Allow us to inform ourselves correctly with the spirit of truth this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So let's start out. We're going to go to James this morning. Book of James. And he's one of my favorite guys in the Bible. Because James is very direct. And uh, I think James is a morning person. Uh, he gets up early uh, and is, is uh, very observant. And um, notices a lot of things that other people don't. He's a respected individual. And um, I think James would be one great accountability partner in life. Uh, I think. He may drive some people nuts, but I think he's got it right. Let's see what he has to say about communicating communication that. We're starting. We're at James chapter one verse nineteen says, "Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of a man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness." the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. We're going to pause there. We're going to go on, but we're gonna, we'll pause there for a second. And James James is wonderful. It's very, very straightforward. Hey, here's the deal. It matters. It matters. Let me get situated. There we go. It um, It matters. He's kind of saying, come on people, let's get it together a little bit here. And we've heard this before, quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. We've heard that before. That's repeated different times in the Bible about communication. And then he says, therefore, meaning like, okay, because this is the goal, therefore, do this, right? Therefore, put away, don't look to all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is good think in James time the amount of distractions they had think about this James time he did not probably have a cell phone here he, no matter he didn't have a cell phone right that he could look up whatever he wanted right Communication right here, right now. Interesting. I wonder, wonder what he would say about this. I wonder what he would say. I wonder what, they, what, what he would think. And he, does, he already said it. Put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness. What we take in, in other words, what we take in, what we receive, what's communicated to us, what we choose to allow to inform us, matters. It matters. Because it's what comes out. It's what comes out. We're starting this morning with James, okay? To me, it's kind of like the, 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 he's, to me, he's like a compliment sandwich. If you guys are familiar with this and, and management stuff, it's like, you got to give him a compliment sandwich. So, you want to talk to somebody about something, you compliment him first, then hit him hard, right? And then you compliment him again. All right? James kind of does that in, in a lot of ways. Saying, hey, God is good. Quit doing this, right? God is good. I like James. I also think about that. What if, what if uh, you kept a log of every uh, imported thought that we allowed to be uh, downloaded into our mind through the week? We choose, don't we? We choose. We choose. I choose. Back in March, I think I watched a a basketball game in the tournament. And I think this is the last time I had a TV on, I I think. Pretty close, anyway. Because communication matters. It matters. I don't even remember. I don't remember who won. Not my team, I'm sure. But now football's coming. Now, what am I going to do then, right? (laughs) Probably the same thing. Anyway. Uh, what if we kept a log of that for James? We said, okay, here are the things I'm bringing in. What do you think? Good? No? Okay. Well, but, well you know, it's something to be mindful of. And I'm not saying we have, to, we have to isolate, but we do have to be mindful and at a minimum, discern what's coming in. So let's continue with James. Um, in verse 22, said, hey, information, communication matters. He said then, but... Be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, and goes away, and at once forgets what what he's like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. He's saying, it's like, like you look in the mirror and you forget. And how often do we, you know, I, I do read the, okay. Great morning with God this morning. All right, let's go to work. Okay. Hi, how you doing? Forget. We forget to do and put into action. And I think there's a connection. I think there's a connection between Fulfillment, filling, not fulfillment from a human perspective, but filling, and then forgetting. Because we're not really filled, we aren't taking it with us. And James says, hey, don't do that. And James, he gets real direct. 26 and 27, if anyone thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Great, thanks, James. Right? He's right, though. He's right. So there's a James. There's James. We got that. All right. Feeling good and pumped up now, aren't we? <laughs> right? Okay. But I think, I think it goes on. I think, I think the story gets even deeper. And I think the reasons get even bigger. So another fill-in uh, there is we are... To live out the word, not just hear it. We're to live out the word, not just hear it. You can substitute word. If word is uh, uh, seems archaic in some ways in your mind, communication matters. Words matter. Write message. Write story. Write gospel. Words matter. Uh, and whatever that, whatever that picture is of relationship with God, put that. All right, so let's shift gears a little bit. We're going to enter into the gospel story in John. <laughs> it's interesting to contrast James and John a little bit. James is uh like management, you know. He's he's kind of a he definitely is a doer. John is a storyteller. He's in sales, you know. He tells a story. He's uh he's uh, an amazing recount of the story. I love at the end of John, he says, hey, I put a bunch in this book. I wrote a bunch of things down. But if I were to write everything down about Jesus, it it would fill the entire earth. Pretty cool. All right. So here's where we're at. Let's, uh, we entered the gospel story in John. And this is, um, Shortly before the crucifixion, uh, Jesus is with the disciples. And um, up until this point, they've been traveling together, basically thinking we're saving the world. <laughs> yes, right? We're saving the world together. And, but then Jesus comes along and says, hey, uh, I'm going to go away for a while. Okay? Imagine you're a disciple. You've been traveling with him for a long time. You know, you devoted. You you left. You're with him. And then he says, "Hey, I'm going to be going away, okay? And then I'm going to come back. All right. When I go away, you're going to be like really, really sad. And then, uh, then I'm going to come back. And then you're going to be happy. World's going to be sad then. But then then the world the world is going to be happy. And then I'm going to leave again. But I'm going to send a helper. Uh, so cool. I'll be like, what? What's going on? What's he doing? Where are we going? Confused. I'd be confused. Um, Trusting, I think, but confused. Jesus knows they're confused. Don't worry, He knows they're confused. He expects them to be confused, He doesn't expect them to understand it. That's why uh, earlier He asked the Father for the Holy Spirit as a helper a guider, the spirit of truth. In that triune relationship, asking God, hey, they're going to need some help with truth. A lot of help with truth. So we're in uh, John 16, verse 25. And again, this is after you know, Jesus says, I have, I have a lot to say to you, but it's just not time. Uh, you guys, you'll get it, okay? You'll get it. But he's, he's concerned. He's very concerned about what's going to happen. He knows what's, what's ahead. They don't. He's worried about them, even though they will say and communicate to him and everybody else how amazing he is and, and like, like, yes, I'm for him. Jesus knows how strong that really is. He knows their weakness, acutely aware of their weakness. So in verse 25, he said, Jesus speaking says, I have said these things to you, meaning what's going to happen, in figures of speech. The hour is coming, hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day, you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you. Because you have loved me, and have believed that I came from God, I came from the Father, and I have come into the world, and now I'm leaving the world and going to the Father. He's trying to make it straightforward. And the disciples said, ah, yeah, okay, now you're speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Right? They still don't get it. Really. They don't. He's saying, I'm going to show you what I've been talking about. And they say, oh, okay, thanks for letting us know. Great. Interesting. Let's, let's, let's put yourself in their shoes a little bit. You've been traveling with him face to face, knowing, believing he's God. You've, you've seen him do all kinds of miracles. You've seen him heal people, raise people from the dead. You have seen him do all kinds of amazing things in your life and the lives of other people. You saw it. They saw it. But yet, their weakness is a problem. Their humanity is, still exists. And then I think, if they saw him face to face, from here to here, see, touch, feel, and they still were, will deny him, where am I, where am I, where am I, Right? Like, I always think, man, if somebody, you know, really, really made me say, I would say yes. Would I? Like, if, if they saw him and the pressure came on, what would I do? What would I be able to communicate? How much of me is filled with, with that? Belief. Jesus is concerned about that. His concerns are valid. If we keep reading, find out that after Jesus is taken away, one, he was denied before, I mean, uh, they turned on him before he was ever arrested. Then Peter denies him three times before he's, he's, Jesus is still alive. He's still alive. Peter doesn't have any idea that he's dead yet. Right? And denies him three times. Peter can't get communication right. He believes one thing, says he believes one thing. It, somewhere there's a gap, right? Because he says this, but he also says that. So that doesn't make, which one is it? Does he believe or does he not? Uh, where, where, where's he at? And I feel like Peter. Yeah, I think we can all, can all relate to that. Uh Sometimes I say this, believe that, but yet over here I'll say this and do that. Does it make sense? Say this to over here, and then somebody cuts me off on the road, and I act like this over here. You know, uh, it doesn't all go together. And Jesus knows that. He knows that. Peter denied him three times. Even though he'd been face-to-face with God himself, traveled with him, watched miracles, yet still incapable of truth. But, the story isn't over, right? The story's not over. It's not over. Jesus is crucified, dead, buried, rose from the dead, Appears to the disciples, appears, and then appears to Peter, who Peter was moving on with his life. Interesting, right? That's an awkward reunion, isn't it? Uh, You ever had a reunion like that with an old co-worker or something that didn't end well, and then you see him at like Kroger? You're like, oh boy, oh man, there's that, oh man, Right? Imagine what Peter's feeling. This guy was dead. Now he is there. Huh. Right? Uh, That's quite a uh, uh, interaction. Reading of that encounter, uh, or that reunion, is awesome. And I think the words that, you know, that conversation is much like the conversation the communication that Jesus would have with us. Because he he redeems Peter. He redeems everything and rectifies and sets the story straight. And uh, this is, is, I'm just going to read, I don't think we have it up on the screen, um, but uh, Jesus and Peter. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, Son of John, do you love me more than these? Remember, Peter denied him earlier. He said to him, Peter said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you? Then Jesus said, Feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus says to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? She said, no, do it the third time. Do you love me? Then Peter says, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, I tell you, truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands And another will dress you and carry you where you don't want to go. After saying this, he said to him, follow me. So what Jesus is saying there is, first he's covering those, that bad, ill-informed communication, untruthful communication Peter had earlier. Covering it over, redeeming it. And then basically saying, okay, follow me. And, Following me, by the way, as you were young and you used to travel freely, meaning young as you were in the old flesh, could go wherever you wanted, right? Now you're following me, which is going to lead to human death. It tells him, human death, but everlasting life. Ah, Peter, yeah. That's the conversation that I've had that God wants to have with us, that same conversation to life. But the story's still not over. It's still not over. We're still, it's still communicating going on. It wasn't like Jesus was like, all right, that's all I had to say. Later. (laughs) The story goes on. We're going to go to Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two. So Jesus rose and he died. Third day, rose again. It's about seven weeks, 50 days in between Um, that moment in time in Pentecost which is where we are currently in the story. So Acts chapter 2. Pentecost, there's a lot of people gathered together from all kinds of different areas and um, the disciples are hanging out. They're, you know, Fellowshipping, whatever you want to say, uh, in, a, in a place, in a house. In chapter two, verse one, it says, "When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. They just so happened to be at the same place at the same time, in one place. Uh, and suddenly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. I picture a picture of tornado." And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So they're sitting around, there in a house, some kind of structure, okay? They're all together, which I'd imagine with all of that, maybe didn't happen all that much, that they're all together at the same time. Maybe, I don't know. And then all of a sudden a tornado That kind of experience. A mighty rushing wind. And then tongues of fire. What? That's different. Something was going on. The Holy Spirit filled them and began, they began speaking in other tongues. In other words, they were able to communicate as they had never been able to communicate before. To people who they hadn't been able to communicate to before. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Able to communicate. And then the other people who are around. Other people in the area. They see them communicating and talking differently. Things like this. They think they're drunk. That's what they are. They've been partying a little too much Pentecost juice. That's what their problem is. All right. Start making fun of them. Which, what's that do? What's well, communication when people are making fun of something? What's it do? It lowers it, right? And diminishes its importance if I make fun of something, doesn't it? That's why people say, like, if you make fun of somebody, you're really trying to make yourself feel better. And that's true. True. So, they see this. They see that people are saying that they're drunk and diminishing what is actually happening. And then comes Peter. Remember, Peter denied Jesus. Was, was it not a great at holding on to the truth? Kind of like you and I. He wasn't great at it. But Jesus loved him, forgave him. Peter now has the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here now with them like a mighty rushing wind. So, what happens next is Amazing. Peter stands up. Peter stands up and says, hey, listen. And goes on for, it takes about four minutes to read, but it is a sermon that changes the world. It's the reason we're here today. One of the reasons we're here today. Because Peter stood up. Here's a guy who had a hard time holding on to the truth, and he stood up. When do we not stand up? Is a question. Because something was going on that was diminishing the kingdom, and Peter stood up. What's going on now that's diminishing the kingdom that I need to stand up, that you need to stand up? And what keeps us from doing that? I was looking up uh, uh, how many words, positive words, it takes to overcome a negative. That's a lot studies show, like, different things, but it's a lot. Uh, I think in elementary school, a kid told me I had a big head. I still think I have a big head. Because nobody goes around saying, hey, Doug, your head is perfect. (laughs) Right? There's been nothing positive. So if y'all could do that, that'd be great. But, you know, but those negative negative words that have been implanted by others and ourselves who believe it, we hold on to that truth more than we do this truth. Why? Why? Peter was no different. He's just like us. So he had the same thing going on. Same things. But he stood up. He stood up. Because he had that. He, he knew Jesus and he was filled with the spirit. Where's the gap? Where's the gap? Where's the gap? Truth. 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 If it's true, then it's got to be True. And it needs communicated. One of the fill ins on your notes. Oh, I probably missed some. I don't know. Yeah, i have missed a few. <laughs> the Holy Spirit arrives. Peter, Peter communicated truth through the Holy Spirit. They met together. How does that happen? That's a question. How does that happen? How did the Holy Spirit come? All believers are filled with the Spirit. The Apostle Paul uh, addresses that. He addresses that. Even the most sinful believers still have the Spirit. But how does it happen that Peter had the Spirit with him right when he needed it? The Spirit, I think, it pulls from what's within us. It pulls from what we have deposited inside so, if you think about a day, think about a day, we think of a 24-hour day, we've got um, uh, eight hours of sleep. That means we have uh, however many hours left. All right? <laughs> Just kidding. You have 16 hours left. All right? What does that look like? What does that look like? What are we filling with the, that width that the Spirit can pull from when the time is right? Have you ever had a moment where somebody said something at the right time, said the right words at the right time, and it changed everything? I have. I mentioned Aaron was pregnant prior to that. This is back in um, March, maybe. I'm on on a phone call with a lady about uh, um, the girl's school for next year, getting her opinion on things. I called her because I know she's a believer. I know that. That's why I want her opinion, right? She, we are talking for like two hours. Two hours we were talking. And Erin uh, and I, at that point in time, uh, were, were in the early stages of trying to have a, another child. Anyway, she s- s- interrupted my sentence halfway through of our conversation and said, hang on, hang on. I just feel like I need to pray right now. I said, <laughs> sounds good to me, right? she prayed, and the first words out of her mouth were, I pray that Doug and Aaron multiply. What? That's weird. What? What a coincidence she prayed for that. There is no coincidence that is uh, what was supposed to happen. It's amazing when that happens. There have been other, numerous other times. But where are we to impart that? The Spirit pulls that from out of us. And that, the word living inside of us is from. All right, so back to Peter. He gives a story and it impacted the crowd so much that their reaction, the spirit also prepares the receiver. The spirit also prepares the receiver and it says uh, at the end, it says, now when they heard this, meaning the crowd, they were cut to the heart and they said to the Peter and the rest of the, they said, brothers, what should we do? They were cut to the heart. Ah, that's a, that's a message. That's a message. If they were cut to the heart, said, what do we do now? Says in the scripture, 3,000 people. Like that. Right? The spirit works. The spirit of truth. And that's the thing today. How are we speaking truth? The story, I think this is your last fill in, The story still needs told. It's not over. It's not something that happened. It's happening. How do we be Peter? In our day and age. In our community. In our family. Wherever we are. It starts with filling ourselves with truth. Truth, truth. Not the right news channel. Right? Not the right Facebook group. Whatever it is. Truth, truth. Truth. Real truth. If you have the connection card in your notes, mine is on the ground. Oh my goodness. Uh, If you have the connection card in your notes, grab that out. And if you had an experience where somebody said the right thing at the right time and you know that that was a spirit-filled, driven moment that moved you forward, write that down. It's cool to, it would be cool to recognize that. In our church family, recognizing when God moves is important. We're not going to announce it, okay? Um, but it would be awesome to give thanks for. And likewise, if there's something in your world that doesn't match truth, whatever it is, whatever it is, it could be a technology device or something. Uh, it could be a friend it could be a guru of some kind. Um, <laughs> gurus. Um, write that down too. We can pray for you uh, on that. We all have those things. We all have those things that we, uh, get us off track and off, off truth and are not anything that the Spirit can draw from. If we go back to the definition of communication. Communication is a transfer of ideas, transfer of knowledge. It connects things together. Guess what? So does the Bible. The Word does the exact same thing. True communication found here, pulled from the Holy Spirit, communicated upon a already Spirit-filled receiver a lot of times. And uh, that's the question today, how do we move forward in that, and knowing that, and what do we need to do next, and that is find an area of non-truth to turn to truth? So it also defines communication as communion. Ah, it's pretty awesome. I did not expect to find that in Webster's dictionary, but it's God communicating to us, and us communicating back in a relationship of remembrance and thankfulness. So Paul comes up, Aaron comes up, and the band comes up. We'll go through communion. Aaron will uh, talk about that. And, uh, and I'll pray while we're doing that. Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the spirit of truth. Allow us just to have upon our hearts and minds areas where we need to live in that truth and empower that truth. Allow us to know those things very, very clearly uh, this morning as we remember you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you for sharing your time with us, and we'd love for the journey to continue. If you're a guest, would you consider reaching out to us? We would love to come alongside and encourage you in any way that we can. If you're someone who's joined us today and you are desperately reaching to find hope wherever you can, Again, Jesus came that we would find hope. You can find hope today. If you want to send us a short note, a member of our HOPE team would reach out quickly, promptly, to come alongside and see what we can do to encourage you in whatever storm you might find yourself in. That's why Jesus came, and that's why we're here. Jesus said there's two ways to live your life, and a wise man, a wise woman, builds their life on Jesus' instructions at